Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. This is your host, Coach Aaron, where we talk about fitness, finances, and mindset. And our goal is to help level you up in all those areas and become a better version of yourself. Let's get started. Today, we're going to com- uh, cover the seven common workout mistakes to avoid, right? So there's a, there's a lot of things that are going on in the fitness industry and people making mistakes day in and day out. We do our best at Powerhouse to eliminate those. Um, and for the most part, we do a very good job at that. But for sometimes there's, there's, there's a couple of things that I'm going to mention in here that we definitely talk about, but we can't really catch because sometimes they're behind the scenes. Um, and the first one is going to be overtraining, right? So overtraining is something that I see quite often, and it sometimes gets in the way of results and, and clients stay on plateaus just for the fact that they are overtraining. Um, overtraining is basically when you're going to be pushing the envelope in terms of the amount of times that you're working out and the amount of times that you're, um, you know, doing your cardio, but you're, you're basically just doing too much with too little rest recovery, proper nutrition, right? Where you haven't given your body a rest day, you're going too many times in a row to the gym or, you know, in, um, you know, engaging in physical activity without the adequate amount of rest. Um, and then some signs of, of uh, overtraining are sometimes you are even taking rest days, but you're still notice that you're in an overtraining state. It could be um, extreme muscle fatigue and soreness that's just lasting for too long. Um, it could be that your muscles and arms are just feeling a little too heavy. It could be like the easier workouts that you're normally getting through are now feeling difficult. Um, there's a variety of different things that can be um, indicators of overtraining and, and a lot of it too is lack of sleep. Right. And there's an old bodybuilder quote. That's just basically like, there's no such thing as overtraining. It's just, you know, not enough rest or proper, uh, you know, improper nutrition. Theoretically, if you were working out once a day and sleeping hundred percent, the way you're supposed to eating hundred uh, percent, the way you're supposed to really engaging in all the recovery things that you should be doing, then your overtraining or the time, the duration of time that you can train without taking a rest day is probably going to increase. But since we, most of us don't live in that perfect world where our whole life revolves just around eating, working out and resting, then some of us or most of us, 99% of us are going to have to take a couple rest days throughout the, uh, throughout the week to make sure that we're staying on track and not overexerting our body or overtraining. Anybody have any questions in regards to the overtraining? Now, for the most part, we do a good job about that and pointing it out to clients, especially when you guys jump on the in-body. If results are not where they need to be, it's like, okay, hey, take a rest day, focus on some sleep, make sure all the other recovery uh, points are on point. Um, And usually we don't have too much problem with overtraining. It's usually when people are first getting started or when we're doing some type of six-week challenge where people are just trying to push the envelope way too much and they end up being a little bit counterintuitive, right? Um, as you get deeper into this, you know, that rest is important and your body grows when it's, when it rests, it's recovers when it's resting. So, you know, although you do feel that pump sometimes in the workout, doesn't mean that your muscles are actually growing in that particular moment. The, the workout is when your body breaks itself down. The rest is when you, you know, grow and recover. So that leads me to my second point, um, common workout mistakes to avoid is using improper form. Right. A lot of you aren't really going to have that issue because you are coming to powerhouse. But nonetheless, for those of you that uh, need to brush up on some things or ask some questions, 
that you may feel that you might slightly be doing some things wrong or some exercises that we haven't done as frequent, make sure you're asking questions because those things can either lead to injury or you're not going to be getting the most bang for your buck in terms of workout performance, right? You're not going to be getting the best workout if you're not using the best form. Um, you know, that's just something that you can relay the information more so to your friends and family. If they're asking you why you invest um, a premium over at Powerhouse, it's so you don't have to deal with improper form and, you know, worrying about wasting your time in the gym. The fact that you are working with trainers and, um, you know, coaches, you're saving time and you're allowing yourself to be more efficient, right? So improper form is definitely something um, that a lot of people, you know, are negligent about and they're not really understanding the benefits of, you know, coming to the seminars that we put on at Powerhouse to understand the hip hinge movements, the difference between a deadlift and an RDL, right? How to target the hamstrings versus how to target the lower back, you know, the different foot placements on a split squat, right? AKA a lunge. Uh, for some of you that know what split squat is, you know, our proper foot placement on a Bulgarian split squat or, um, or a, any type of pressing movement, right? There's definitely valid, um, in uh, a valid insight to knowing, you know, how to do the proper form and getting the most bang for your buck when it comes to, you know, different exercises. So number three is going to be not warming up or cooling down. And I see that a lot. I see a lot of people show up late to the warmups and I see a lot of people dip out early for the cool downs, right? They're not there just to waste time. And I see that a lot of people are making that mistake because you're not allowing your body to warm up and get into the right acclimate for, you know, your workout. A lot of you are just jumping right in and starting to strength train with your body cold, especially you just waking up, right? It's like turning on a car. If you just turn on a car and start driving, it's not the best thing for your car, right? That's not the way make, you know, car features now with remote start and all this other shit, you know, for the sole purpose that you want to get things going, get things lubricated, right? and allow yourself to, you know, be in the most optimal state. Same thing applies to your body, right? There's what I believe is called a soleic fluid that's in your joints that it takes about, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of you doing certain warm-up dynamic warm-ups for you that, for that fluid to release and allow as a lubricant while you're warming up, excuse me, while you're working out. So you're not injuring yourself. Same thing with priming your muscles, right? You want to make sure that you're getting there a little early. So you're doing the dynamic stretches that we do. So you're priming your muscles and you're allowing for that blood flow to happen so you can then get a better workout, you know, and get more bang for your buck during that time that you're there. Same token, you want to allow your body to cool down. You're, you're, when you're working out, you're in that fight or flight stage. You want to then bring your heart rate back down so you can relax, right? De-stress, decompress, and then go on with the rest of your day so your body can start that recovery mode, right? So Warming up and cooling down is definitely important, bringing that heart rate back down, right? Any questions on that one? No, you guys are good? Perfect. You guys are good students. You guys are paying attention to everything right now. All right, next one is going to be sticking to the same weight, right? That's a big one. That's a big uh, workout mistake that I want you guys to avoid. We usually do a very good job at catching that too over at Powerhouse, but it's something that I want you to be a little bit more mindful of because sometimes sticking to the same weight is also just because you're going up each time is also going to be not as beneficial if you're not your starting weight doesn't go up each time. You know, every couple of weeks, instead of starting at the 15s on the on the incline press, 
maybe start at the twenties, right? But the reason why you're able going to be able to do that is also going back to our last point of warming up properly. So your body's primed and then you don't have to waste a set trying to get warmed up, right? So we've all been guilty of that. We try and jump right into our warm, our, our workout and our first set has to be a little bit lighter. It's like, oh man, I got to warm up versus if you would have came early, done the warm up, done the push-ups, done the things that we're doing, you can jump right into that little bit of a heavier set right from the get-go, right? And then from there, you're increasing each time. You want to progressively overload yourself. So those of you that heard about the progressive overload principle, it's about slowly increasing your weight over time, right? That's what essentially you want to be engaging in throughout your workout. Don't be starting at the same weight every single time because we don't want to get stagnant. We don't want our results to get stagnant, right? Um, people will argue that this other point, which, which I'm going to have a different opinion. It's like, you know, don't be doing the same workouts all the time. I'm not really a fan of that point. Cause I think that you can definitely do a lot of the same staple movements. Um, but what makes it different is that you're progressively overloading those movements and using some different weight, different tempos. Um, that's what really makes a difference because a lot of people, you know, want to, they think that they should be switching up their workout, be doing all kinds of crazy shit that they see on Instagram, like every couple of weeks. It's like, no, the way you're going to get better at something is sticking to the same staple movements, but trying to increase the load, increase the tempo or decrease the tempo to then make it, you know, more beneficial for your body to then gain results. Right. So don't let anybody tell you that you can't be doing the same exercises over and over. Right. It's like, well, if you don't start tracking data, how do you expect ever to get good at something? You don't have to be switching things up, you know, every, you know, every day or every other week, you know? So it's, it's very beneficial for you to stick to those staple movements, but also to more importantly, increase the weight or progressively overload, right? It doesn't have to be every single week that you're increasing, right? It could be every couple of weeks that you increase the weight, but be mindful of the weight that it is that you're using. Because in essence, if you were to increase the weight every single workout, then we would be at infinity pounds, right? There would be, you would run out of weight to move, but we all understand that we can't just increase the weight every single workout. It takes time. And sometimes it's just by 2.5. Sometimes it's by five. Sometimes they're small increments. Sometimes like progressive overload could even mean by adding more volume to the, uh, to the reps, meaning instead of going for the 12, let's shoot for the 13 or the 14 right? If you can't necessarily get that extra weight, we'll try and get some extra reps, a little bit, add a little bit more volume. You know, you can overload in volume. Make sense? Got it. Cool. That leads me to the next one, which is skipping strength training, right? A lot of you, obviously, if you're coming to powerhouse are not going to be skipping the strength training, but going back to like a, a playoff of my last point is you're not really engaging in the strength training the way you should be right and by strength training is for those of you that put off friday class you know um we're probably going to be adding a couple more strength training classes back into the programming pretty soon uh, because i think it's very important right so we're going to be going back a couple adding a couple sessions to those five minute rounds because it really allows you to push the envelope when it comes to progressive overload right so for those of you that are just going to the more of the circuit style stuff and missing on the fridays right? I highly suggest that you get in some Friday classes, Friday sessions, you know, because they're important. You know, you definitely want to work on those compound movements and get stronger at, on those. Uh, Esmeralda, you have a question? I have like a comment. That's one thing I, I honestly, a lot of friends are like, oh, why do you lift weights? You know, it's like, bro, like, 
it's the best thing you could do, you know, for to make muscle instead of, you know, fighting. I just wanted to do a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. The strength training is crucial, guys, because obviously the more you strength train, the more muscle mass you're going to pack on. As long as you're eating correctly, the more muscle mass that you have, the more calories you're going to burn, which is going to benefit you in times of, um, you know, during the holidays. You might be able to get away with eating a couple extra calories, right? Because you got a little bit more muscle tissue on your body than you did the year prior. doesn't mean that you get to go haywire and, and lack all discipline and self-respect, but it means that, hey, if you went over one day, it's not going to be the end of the world because your body does have some more muscle tissue on, right? Um, what's the difference between progressive overload and drop sets, right? Is one better than the other? No, Jazz, they're, they're not one is better than the other. They're just different training principles, right? You usually use um, – one or the other, you can sometimes combine two in the sense that progressive overload principle is going to be basically each set for that, for that exercise, you're going to be increasing the weight. And then a drop set is you're going to be decreasing the weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was, um, I was wondering is like, is there a strategy behind like when you would use one over the other? Great question. So there is, and there isn't meaning some people are going to swear by just progressive overload. Some people are going to be uh, swearing just by drop sets. Some people will use them in different phases, right? Some people will say, hey, for the next four to six weeks, I'm just going to focus on the progressive overload principle on my lip, on my lifts, right? And then some people are going to be like, for the next four to six weeks, I'm going to focus on drop sets, right? Part of being an RYP is I can give you guys some recommendations. I would focus on the next four to six weeks doing the progressive overload principle first, right? On each of your workouts, try and increasing each set, right? Even if it's just a little bit. After that phase, then we're going to focus on a different trigger for the muscle, right? Because your body may get used to progressive overload. So then we're going to go then go drop sets, which is going to be based more off volume, right? Versus progressive overload is going to be focused more on weight. So in the drop set, you're going to start obviously with the heaviest weight that you can do first. And progressive overload, you're working back the other way. It's like pyramiding up and pyramiding down. You know, both are great principles. You can use them as different tools in your arsenal. I know sometimes as we get deeper into this, things get a little bit more confusing. It's like, fuck, there's so much shit that I can do. Well, it's, yeah, but that's the beauty of knowing it. It's like, just take it in phases, you know, take it in phases. For this next four to six weeks, I'm going to do this um, and focus on a strength phase, which is going to be progressive overload. And this other one, I'm going to focus more on a volume phase will be like more of a drop set, you know? Good question. Um, number six is going to be not stretching out or proper recovery, right, on your downtime. So a lot of us accumulate a lot of tension in the muscles when we work out, a lot of muscle soreness, right? It's in your best interest to focus on the recovery, not only post-workout, but obviously like post, like right after directly after your workout, but obviously on your downtime, even on your rest days, getting some stretching in, you know, allowing your body to have some better blood flow, you know, don't neglect the, the mobility and the stretching because it's also going to benefit you while you're doing your workouts. For those of you that can't get deep enough on your squats, hamstrings may be a little tight when you're going over your deadlifts, you know, you got some discomfort in certain areas. It's in your best interest to stretch. So don't neglect that. That's going to be huge, right? You don't want to neglect the stretching and the recovery portion, any mobility work. Um, I know we can probably get a little bit more into detail um, or in depth rather at Powerhouse. Um, but, you know, sometimes we are limited on time, but we still make sure that we get a cool down 
um, versus some of you are just walking right out. So at the very least, you want to get a cool down, but you know, obviously we're not there to go home with you and make sure you're stretching. So that's stuff that you can do on your downtime to make sure that you are staying, um, you know, in tip top shape. Obviously it's, it's good for preventative measures and preventing injury and stuff like that. You know, so make sure you're stretching. And lastly, it's not taking time to rest and recover, right? So that's going to be huge. It goes back to the overtraining, you know, and goes back to the last one, plays off the stretching. You know, recovery can be all types of things. And we, we talked about the recovery hacks. Could be, you know, some ice baths every once in a while. Could be some deep tipsy massages. It can be, you know, getting proper rest. A lot of times we're not, you know, getting the proper amount of sleep that we should be getting. You know, I, I know I've stressed this a lot, but I'm going to keep saying it because, you know what we need to do, but sometimes we need to keep hearing it over and over because we forget or it gets pushed to the back, you know? So rest and recovery for those of you that are fighting yourself sometimes on like, well, you know, I feel good. I'm training six days a week. Well, see how you feel training five and see how hard or how much harder you can push each of those workouts by adding in a rest day in between, you know? Um, I would, I would mess with the scheduling with that. Sometimes you know, I take Tuesdays off. Sometimes I take Thursdays off. You know, sometimes I'll take Monday off. Um, sometimes I'll take Friday off. It, it really just depends, but you're going to have to listen to your body and be like, man, I'm just going to really push the envelope on this, this next time I hit this muscle group. But this time I'm going to, I'm going to wean off a little bit, take a rest day. But guess what? Even if you miss one workout day, you're still hitting it on that Friday or Saturday one way or another, you know? So even if you don't get a chest, shoulders, triceps on Monday, chances are there's still going to be one chest, shoulder, tricep movement on a Saturday or on a Friday, right? So it doesn't mean that you're going to completely neglect that muscle group, but sometimes that rest is going to play more to your benefit because then you're going to be able to push the envelope a little bit more the next time you come in, right? Rest is your friend. You know, rest is your friend. I, I almost suggest that some of you take Sunday as a rest day and then you know, maybe sometime one day during the week as a rest day for those of you that have been really beating up your bodies. You know, um, I know the times that I've worked out five days a week, I've, I've made great progress just because my body has more time to recover. And it's like, holy shit, I know I could push more, but it's like, well, yeah, my body just needs that extra rest. You know, so take a look at it from a different perspective. You know, and a lot of us use the working out as an outlet and I get it. Um, but sometimes that extra rest day is going to be just as beneficial or even more beneficial than if you were actually to work out, you know, so just keep that in mind. So those are my seven um, most, I feel like pretty common workout mistakes to avoid overtraining. Number one, number two is using improper form. Number three is not warming up or cooling down. Number four is sticking to the same weight. Number five is skipping strength training. Number six is not stretching out. And number seven is not taking time to rest and recover. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Powerhouse Podcast. Just want to give a special shout out to our sponsors. First off, ABC Performance Supplements. You could find them at www.abcperformancesupps.com for all your supplement needs. And also, Fresh and Fuego at www.fresh, the letter N, Fuego. Dot com for all your meal prep needs. Use code Fuego10 for 10% off your order. Right, and if you love this podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share it with a friend. It's much appreciated.